Hello and welcome. Excited to be back on the Raising Athletes podcast for the first episode of 2023. Uh, kicking it off with a win for the Sunshine 18 LA. So excited to have Carrie to talk a, a little bit about that. And then we're going to dive into the main topic, which is for the younger families, you know, this may be your first time doing a travel tournament. And there are definitely the do's and the don'ts. And we're going to co cover all those. Uh, but first, welcome and thanks for being on, Carrie. Thanks. Um, we had a great weekend and some great volleyball. And I think it makes you remember why we travel, which is to get better. And um, we just, when I was talking to the parents, I was recapping with an email to the parents that we saw so many different great setters. We saw so many fast offenses and, um, you know, and so many different teams serving at us. So, there's just so many different variables and you have to adjust and get better. And they, they really just kept adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. And the lineup at the start wasn't the lineup at the end. And, you know, lots of changes in between. Everybody got to have their moment of glory, really. Um, so a lot happens. It feels like 10 days, these yeah. trips sometimes. Um, but we played really well and it was great to beat coast because we'd lost to them twice. Um, and it was great. The Mintonet team we played was so good, really good. Um, and just, we didn't play a bad team and the 18 open is very stacked. And Frankie's like, your team looks small. I go, I know. And my team is really tall. So what do you think the difference was against coast this time? I think after we played them the first time, I, I think both times we, well, at the first time we played them, we like beat them like 25, 15, like one, one game was sort of a blowout. And then they, they came back. Um, we're talking a lot about focus and we've added defense and we've added this. Um, we've changed a little bit with serve receive added more passers. We just, we've gotten a little bit better, but they've gotten better too. Coast is still playing without, you know, their best outside hitter every day that we've played them. Mm -hmm. She doesn't play on Sundays for religious reasons. Mm -hmm. She's going to BYU. Um, so we still have not seen them. Not that, that you would, you would know it watching them because they're all very good. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. That's so exciting. So, I think uh, it was the weekend. I think really it was the playing of the weekend. We played a tournament the weekend before we did some great things. We were flat at times. Like we knew we had to play with more concentration, more intensity. So we kind of were trying to find a balance between being fired up and focused. Mm. And sometimes we'd be too focused, but we wouldn't be fired up or we'd be too fired up. We wouldn't be focused. So they, the girls really found a nice balance. Yeah. When I met with them back in November, they talked about not like getting past that point of they want to have fun. So they're trying to be fun. And then they, yeah, they realize they derail. So how can you do both combining both? And it takes practice, right. To be able to yes. be intense, but be, yeah. be on fire too. Right. You yes. Energy. Yeah. And, and to win a tournament like that. And, and Drew writes, looked at me and she goes, We've just got lucky four points in a row, <laughs> like weird balls that just landed out or 
just touched the block. She goes, we just four points in a row. We just got lucky. I go, well, that usually doesn't happen to us. So we'll just celebrate it and move on. It takes a little luck. And we lost a match the first day that put us in a really hard pool the second day. Um, And then we handled the two maybe technically harder teams in the pool. And we lost because we were flat and kind of overlooked a team. So just every scenario you're learning from. Amazing. So speaking of learning, that's what this whole one is about. And there's a lot of parents at Sunshine or, you know, you start getting the questions early in the season. What is travel about? How do we handle this? It's totally different. I have two boys who played basketball and it's a completely different kettle of fish than than, uh, when we do travel volleyball. So I thought today we could talk about expectations. A lot of these teams are getting ready to go on the road for the first time. It was the 18s that just finished, but everybody else has got a trip coming up. Even if it's just down to Orange County, that's still traveling. Um, And then we could talk about the bigger trips. Um, Maybe let's start with, you know, how do you, what what is your biggest advice um, for the, for the parents? Well, I think big advice is you're kind of there to support the team and obviously your kid, but in support the team as well. So whoever's out there, your body language says a lot, I guess this is just, and your mood driving to the tournament or in the hotel room, um, how you talk about the players, how you show up and cheer for all the players, you know, are you louder for the other kids than yours? Are you kind of sitting there off on your own? All that, you can be a positive. So you just want to really show your kid how to be a positive cheering. Maybe you're great at refilling the water bottles. Maybe you make really good peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that, and you know, some of the moms are not, and they like your sandwiches. So you make up for everybody, whatever helps bond the team together. I think you step forward and be a positive and not exactly money wise. I mean, I looked at a dad this weekend and I go, Hey, can you go back here and just help Tuan manage these balls? Cause we're doing a warm up drill and I'm probably got too much going on on the court. And he goes, yeah. And then I realized, I mean, he's buff. And I said, all of a sudden Josh is chucking the balls over the net. And I'm like, Oh, this, and then Tuan can then go move around and coach the girls. So Josh is just throwing balls. And I'm like, this is so helpful. Um, sometimes it's just shagging during the warmups you know, whatever it is, does your coach have a hard time getting up in the morning and needs coffee? Do you bring that good coffee? Um, the, the helping with the balls and, or let me, who else needs a ride? Do you, you know, is your best friend on the team's mom, a little tired and grumpy in the morning, but I'm a morning person or, you know, how it's more fun if the kids have a snack together. Um, One mom on Hannah's team made the best guacamole. She brought it to every tournament, you know, and it was just put in the middle and they loved it. And I got to be known for my pasta salad and I would just bring it and sit it out there. And, and I had to have the pasta salad, um, whatever one of those, one of those parents that's super intense, you know, you're competitive, but you can't help yourself. What advice do you have for you know, like, you're just like, you, you want to be positive, but you struggle with that. Well, I think Perry was a good example of that. You know, every once in a while, Perry would get banned and banned by me because you look at his face, he ah, grab his head, you know, Oh God, 
you know, or let's go, you know, it, it comes out. I think you kind of go, you got to know your face and, uh, and you got to know, you just have to be really careful what you say. And people don't want to play on teams with crazy parents. They don't. And, you know, and that's just the reality. You'll, you won't find a team. I mean, maybe if you're an all American, but even then, you know, the other girls, your kid might not be affected by your intensity, but the other girls might be, or we have one dad that's pretty intense and it's affecting the coach. And we are telling that coach, ignore them, stay focused on the team, but it's, it it takes from the team. So I'm like a smile on your face. Your face has to be like a smile plastered on it or neutral. Your kid cannot look over at you and see a bad face. Um, So I don't know, practice some kind of face. You know, my dad, if you need to to, take a break, go get a glass of water, go get a coffee, walk, walk away to give yourself some space. Um, I love, I heard Abby Wambach, the, you know, professional soccer player. She says, get a lollipop and stick it in your mouth. Like if there are things that you think you can't help yourself, then find tools to do that. My joke is I sit on my hands. Like if you're going to pinch somebody or you can't handle it, then then at least be be stimulating yourself in a positive way so that you can be resetting and saying, I, I got to be positive here. So even just having that awareness going into it, how do I feel today? Do I feel like I'm going to be able to be supportive? If I am, I'm going to be sitting there cheering. If not, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk away when I need to. Um, but allowing them to play the game and have fun. That's great advice. Yeah. As a parent, maybe you need to get out of the gym between matches and like power walk. Or maybe you need to go put your running shoes on and run around the building. Or maybe you need to say, it's time for grandma to take you. And, you know, there was tournaments where I wasn't going to be the coach. You know, he, you know, Perry wasn't going to be capable because of his mindset. Grandma came, you know, or, or nobody comes. Yeah. But, you know. Grandparents or siblings, we've had siblings travel to teams and, and yes. an older sibling is great because they're just there to this one want, want, want to see you do well, right? Right. So let's talk about uh preparation for parents, like the tactical stuff. I mean, it's a it's a it's a, a lot, it, expectations around what are, what are the roles, what do you need them to do? Um, and why is that important? Um, or what do you Give me a specific example. Just like, uh, so you have a team parent, but you really don't want your team parent doing everything, right? So No, and we definitely had a case of that. And and every team has different standards. The sunshine travel standards are high. Um, the expectations are high. And I had a mom who's brand new with an 18 said, we've been to three other clubs and we've never seen all this inclusion. If you're taking your kid away, it's a really bad thing. Or if your kid wants to go get a special snack, a couple of years ago, we had a mom take uh, her daughter and her friends to a special dinner or a special show. This is um, it's, it's group activity. I don't know if I'm getting off the subject, but um, it's a reason why we keep them all together because that's how they become friends. And that's how all the jokes happen. You know, if you were off 
with your mom and you miss the fact that somebody, one of the players got asked out by the chef at Benihana's and that was super hilarious. You're out of the joke for the rest of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess it's making sure your kid's there and prepared. Yeah, that they have not only that they've packed their own bag and double checked it, right? But then they've packed snacks and be healthy snacks that they can be ready at any time. Because the, the reality of it is sometimes, even though you think you're going to have a window, games get backed up, matches get backed up. And the next thing you know, you only have a 20 minute break and the girls need to eat something, right? So being. Yeah, my girls have to, I believe everyone in this club has to have a Tupperware at the bottom of their bag. It's got protein in it. Not, not, not sugar stuff, nuts, you know, what beef jerky, peanut butter and jelly sandwich that gets replaced every time. And that's just in there from the day that you fly out or the day that you drive now plan on other food, but that's just an emergency. If you sit on the runway, um, Kaylin's lunch didn't come. Everybody else's lunch came. And by the time we realized it, we were getting back on the court. She hadn't eaten. Um, somebody else's was completely wrong and they were allergic to it. You, you have to plan for a scenario where, where you have a backup plan in terms of food and water. I was interviewing. My bag is packed. Like that's a big thing as a coach. My backpack has a notebook, the lineups, every option I can think of has been drawn out all six rotations. Um, I've got an extra toothbrush. I've got an extra mascara. Like my little makeup bag is packed. There are, um, everything's ready to go. And then I check it, but I don't repack the bag. I learned that in college, like that, the volleyball bag must be completely ready to go. You're not packing the night before. Some of that stuff is just left in there. The deodorant is left in there. Nobody wants to travel with a kid that smells. Nobody wants to travel with somebody with stinky knee pads, stinky socks, stinky shoes. That's an issue. Um, nobody wants to sit by you. Make sure that your kid has some help on, on clean gear and then backup gear. Awesome. Um, but food, food is important. And it, it, you just have to know vending machines are out at Clava you play three matches in a row and you're going to, you're going to have to grab something. And I think vegetables and protein are really what needs to be in those bags. Every, some kind of green vegetable, like carrots, um, cucumbers, something in there. We ate so much spinach this weekend and they thought I was crazy. Like I'm allergic to spinach. I'm like, grab a handful of the spinach, put it in your mouth. Cause we, you know, maybe there's a Gatorade. I don't love Gatorade, but there's a water bottle, a plastic water bottle that lives in your backpack. Now you have your own disposable one, reusable one. You have that with you at all times, but you have another one just in case you have an extra pair of socks. You have your whole uniform in your bag. You get, if you get blood or if another player gets blood on their uniform, everybody has to switch uniforms. And people don't understand, we have two uniforms for a reason. They both have to be there. Even like, you're wearing black today, so I didn't even bring my red. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. But I've had this whole team switch uniforms 
20, 30 times. And if your foot starts to bleed or you, you got to have band-aids, um, you have to have extra shoelaces, your own. Um, and you can't count on a team mom or anyone else to bring it. All these girls, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other things that just extra rubber bands, a hairbrush. If you wear contacts or glasses, they're, they're already in your bag and they're packed. So I'm ready to go. Like I got home and I realized hmm, my makeup bag, I need another thing of toothpaste, blah, blah. It's on my list to do tomorrow. So I'm ready for 10 days from now. That's great. And, and you're carrying on everything you're going to need onto the airplane, right? Not checking anything. Yeah. You're carrying it on or you're walking in to that clava with everything you could possibly need. And I mean, you could always, yeah. Let's talk about playing time. So if we start with the young ones, what are the expectations or what would you say, what are coaches going in from the club with how we're going to play everybody and then move up as you get older and how, how that adjusts. And I was just talking to uh, a coach today of sort of a threes team. And we were kind of going over the threes team. Maybe they should have, you know, not such a ones lineup and a twos lineup. You know what I'm saying? But, but when I talked to the coach, she said, these girls are really wanting to win and they've really improved. And we have one girl that for different reasons, wasn't able to come to practice. She doesn't quite know the rotations or have a position. So, I mean, I think it's sunshine. We're really, we're playing to win. And sometimes that lineup, gets something lucky happens you know I go in I think this is going to be the lineup but sometimes it's not it doesn't work in a game um so there's always a regrouping after the tournament where hey you didn't play as much maybe that next Tuesday 48 hours after the tournament you didn't play I don't care if you're 10 or 11 you kind of say coach what do you think I could do to get more playing time? I don't love how much playing time I got. How can I fix that? Or someone pulled me aside and said, I don't love how I played yesterday. And I said, that's, it's fine. You know, you did great work on this today, you know? So, so you're advocating for the player, not the parent, right? The player within 40 after 48 hours. So give it a minute, take a break, get some distance from it. Think about it. And then come back to you as the coach and say, you know, what can you give me some specifics that will help me get better? Right. Right. And, and talking to the coach in the middle of a tournament. So you walk up to a coach and I walk up to uh, Kristen Keefe and say, Hey, why is it my kid playing? The people around look at that conversation and maybe Kristen's switching the lineup. The first match, we're going to stay with this whole lineup because little girls cannot handle a lot of changes. You know, we found this weekend 12s, we had two coaches, but if both of them were talking, it was too much information. So the one coach decided to be quiet. Like we're always kind of thinking of these tactics, but when they switched the, when I switched the lineup this weekend, it wasn't that the, the new players were not playing well, but it was just a little bit of change freaked them out. So you don't know if the coach is planning to play you the next match, but now 
it looks like you complained and your kid is going to get to play. So there's no, I mean, the only thing you should really walk up to the coach to really talk about is, you know, family emergency or a serious problem with the kid. Um, or you can yeah. also give positive feedback to coaches too, right? What they, they like that they're seeing, you know, like, I think it's great if the team pulled together or whatever, right? Like, yeah, I think that is, but like pulling a private conversation, yeah, no private. everybody's going to assume the worst, right? You know, so you kind of don't want to do that unless you have to do that, it, you know? And if there's a conversation that needs to be had, that conversation's best 48 hours after the tournament. The coach will be better about it. The coach will have reflected. The coach will have watched the huddle. And I say going into these tournaments, the best thing you can do is watching your play on the last one or, you know, watching, watching a college match or just getting your mind right with affirmation the night before or it's watching UCLA play or the championship game, or maybe you're going to watch, you know, the Marymount high school team play on YouTube, whatever it is, it's going to get you in the right mindset the night before. Yeah. I would add on to that, even writing it down, writing down how you want to play as if it's already happened. I had so much fun at Momentus today. I walked in there and all my friends were there and I was ready to go. I was prepared. I had all my stuff. Like it doesn't have to be super detailed, but our brains don't know the difference between us thinking about it and us actually having done it. So writing it down, getting clear on how you want to show up. What's the music you're going to listen to in the car that morning? If it's headphones, fine. Parents like let them you know, have their headphones and get into the mode. That's great. As long as it's stuff that's empowering you to walk in and be ready. Right. I agree. I love note cards too. I, you know, I know my mom, when I was going away, would put a few note cards in my suitcase, you know, have the best time you got this. And there'd be three or four little note cards throughout my suitcase or in my backpack or taped to my mirror. But really, you, the best note cards are ones written by the player for the player, right? Okay. And you have to kind of go to that checklist for yourself. Yeah, and what music's inspiring you? Figure out, put a playlist together. If this really gets you into the mode, I, when I talk to the girls and as teams, they, they can all list off their top three songs. And when they do that, like if that's going to help you flip the switch so that when you're on the court and you're ready to go, you know, that's what you need to do. Yeah. And maybe those parents need that playlist on the sideline. Like (laughs) it's going to be a tough weekend. My kid is not going to play. This is the team that they're on right now. So I need an earphone in my hair down and I'm, I'm rocking out to, you know, country music and I got a smile on my face to support, you know, whatever it takes. Yes, absolutely. Good. All right. Any, any other parting thoughts you have? Oh, one last thing I wanted to talk about, because I, I know this is very confusing, um, is are the levels and open or American or what are we, you know, h- how do you look at that? And is that important? What level they're playing in or how do, how do we assess that as a parent? As the coaches and the administrators, we really try to look at the team and put them in a right level. You want a level that's going to be challenging 
and make you grow. Um, but maybe not get your butt kicked, but maybe that's not what we need for that tournament. There's some tournaments where, you know, Kyle says, Hey, we need to go there and play open because we need to start seeing faster pace. So opens the top and then USA. Um, and you know, Frankie this weekend, his team finished fourth. They played two really good teams in the USA division. And sometimes teams play down in the USA at the beginning of the year to get a USA bid. And then they go play open. And, and he felt like two of those teams were play downs. We call it play downs to grab the bid at a lower level than really what they were. Um, and I think it all makes you better, obviously. Um, but you know, it just depends on where, what your coach is game plan for the year. Sometimes people will be like, we're going to go USA. We're going to go to USA. We're going to open, open. Or some people will say, okay, we're going to play 12s all year. And then we're going to be 11s in Vegas. And, and so we're going to feel really good about ourselves in that division. Uh, that's really there's different levels and sometimes we make a mistake and sometimes we'll see teams. I remember we, Frankie and I, we still talk about this team. We were playing for fifth place in the Patriot of the 18s. And we were playing a team of six, four, six, five, six, six, and six, seven blondes. The libero was six, two. I don't know where they found this many blonde giants. We walk at the court and we're like, are they sisters? Are they cousins? And what are they doing in Patriot? Um, I think we somehow ended up beating this team, but we looked at them and we were like, Patriot, that's where you sign up. And, and you know, so you, you don't know what to expect and you get the wrong team at the wrong time. It's a tough break, you know. But you learn from it, right? Which is yes. the point of it, right? And if, if we're growing and by the time we get to Chicago, hopefully for the 17 unders, you know, that, or to Phoenix, right. That then you're peaking right. at the right time. Yeah. I think what you remember really about these travel trips and why we're traveling little kids, we're, we're love playing two days in a row because something about volleyball and playing consecutive two, three, four days in a row really allows you to link the skills, like start doing a walking approach to a jumping approach to a approach that's really fast. Um, playing that many days in a row really lets you improve your skills in a way that a tournament every once in a while doesn't also dealing with pressure and traveling and taking care of yourself. It's a business trip. And when we're traveling for a bid, um, Troy thrower likes to say it's a bid miss trip <laughs> and we're there for a reason. And I think the girls just need to really be focused on your sleep the three days before is incredibly important. Your hydration the three days before you can't get on a plane as an athlete without a full water bottle and a full night's sleep for three nights before. Um, and it's not a slumber party is what I always used to say. Um, but we want you to bond with your team. So if you have your cell phone out, you're not making friends. And I'm really big on bringing games. Um, even this tournament, my team didn't really play any games. I didn't, it, it kind of went fast, but Tuan, Dior and Austin and I played dominoes. 
And guess what? It was really fun. And we had a really good time and the parents played games. So if they're just interaction is why you're, you've signed up for volleyball to interact and have teammates. Do not get your Instagram up. Do not look at games on your phone. You have somebody next to you. And just the question I asked everybody the uh, last morning at breakfast on our biggest day was how was kindergarten for you? And they all had buddies. And I sat them at personal tables at breakfast with their buddy. And I, I don't know why I said kindergarten, but three of them were in the same kindergarten class where a lunchbox got thrown through the window and exploded the window. This was cracking everybody up. I mean, the kindergarten stories were, were great, you know, and then we heard about um, somebody not being able to do a spelling test. And we heard about someone had a really good friend in kindergarten they've never seen again. So as silly as it is, ask the person next to you about themselves while you're reffing. Yeah, right. Well, if I could circle back to um, it being, you know, about it leaning into the discomfort of the of the competition and the level going up, even at the the little with the, with the tornadoes last week, I was, we were running a scrimmage at the end because we have our first tournament in three weeks. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's scrimmage each other. And, you know, nobody's paying attention. And then all of a sudden the score is 24, 18 and, you know, a serve goes over three serves go over the next thing it's 24 all the match ended up going to 30, 28. You would have oh. thought we were playing for the national championship. They were so into it and they're screaming and yelling at each other. My best servers were serving it towards the door. They weren't even serving it over the net because they were so tense, but was showing, telling them at the end, like that's what we need to bring to every practice so that when we do go to those tournaments, you can start to play your best, right? And that's what, how we get better. Yeah, it's great to have a scoreboard and there's just so many memories that happen and just so many memories and, you know, get on your phone on the way home and watch film, but not until, you know, you, you know, you rehash everything at the airport, you know, or in the car ride. So good. All right. Well, parents, thank you for tuning in and listening to this. I want to offer my cell phone number. And if you have any questions or topics that you'd like Carrie and I to talk about, text them to me because we are always looking for good, juicy, meaty topics. Uh, 503-319-2209. Text me and let, let us know how, what, what we can solve or what, what issues are coming up for you. Um, you know, nothing's off the table. We really want to make this a great club season, right? And we're just getting yeah. started. Thank you so much. I think all your ideas about self-talk and the night before, that, that would be great to start everyone this this new year with good great thank you thank you everyone thank you all right we'll see you soon bye bye